This is Commando On Demand, Inside Edition, your fast-paced weekly update straight from Kim's desk to your ears. I'm Mike James. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. If you have a business, you know exactly what it stands for and what it is, which means it puts you at the top of the list in Google searches. Yeah, that's very valuable and a very big deal. Today, Kim talks with an expert in search engine optimization and how you could get your business to the top of the list. Plus, maybe you have an old car, an old beater that you just love and you want to kind of keep it around, but you want to kind of update it into some technology to make things easier on you. We've got six ways that you can do just that on your old car. We're also going to take a look at medical technology and how it is changing the lives of patients worldwide. Today, we look at the first fully wireless implantable device of its kind and how it changed a person's life and how he can now see when he couldn't before. We're also going to talk to the doctor that helped build that technology. Plus, believe it or not, Christmas is just around the corner. And, of course, you want to be entertained when you have some time off. You want to watch some movies. We've got the Hallmark Countdown to Christmas movies that you and your family can be watching when they're released on Hallmark and when you can start watching them. And a big release from the Internet Archives Association, 2,500 DOS games. Well, like I said, Christmas is on the way. You're going to have some time off. Well, if you're a gamer and you love those old DOS games, we've got some great news for you. And by the way, this is not the Kim Commando Show podcast. We do have a place where you can get the show. Every week, Kim gives you the very latest tech news, tips, DIYs, and We take your questions on the Kim Commando Show, and if you'd like to listen to that podcast, just go to getkim.com, be a Commando community member, and you got it. It's very easy. You can actually watch the show, watch it live as we record, or then download it as an audio file and take it with you wherever you're going. This is Commando On Demand, where we take a deeper look into some of the issues that are facing our digital lifestyle. And we've got your trivia this week. The Cold War has become a thing of the past, of course, but that doesn't mean the threat of nuclear bombs is completely gone. The U.S. and Soviet Union still have over 3,000 active nukes ready for annihilation. With this ever-present threat, surely the tech used to maintain and manage those tools of death have been kept up to date with modern times. Well, maybe not. What kind of technology is used in most nuclear missile launching silos to target and launch weapons? Is it a CD-ROM? Is it Windows 2000? Is it floppy disks? Or digital databases? The answer will surprise you, and we're going to have that answer coming up for you. Don't Google it. That's no fair, but do make a guess and we'll have it for you. And then coming up next, our talk with an SEO expert, search engine optimization. Her name is Heather Lloyd-Martin, and Kim talks to her in moments on Commando On Demand. This is Commando On Demand, where we talk to some of the most influential people in technology, The innovators that shape the future and trailblazers who challenge and inspire us to do amazing things. Our first guest is an SEO expert. She's been featured in online marketing books as a pioneer of SEO copywriting. And you get to meet her right now on Commando On Demand. Here's Kim. All right. Our very next caller is for all of you folks who have your business online. And you've called me week after week because when you go to Google... The search results are not really the results that you want. 
Maybe you're like at the bottom of page one. Maybe you're on page two, which let's face it, nobody goes to page two. So I challenged one of our fabulous producers, Manny Garcia. And I said, Manny, put on that investigative hat, Manny. Go find us the best SEO expert in the world. And that's who we have. So if you have a business, you're wondering how to get to the Google, the top search results. I'm going to introduce you to Heather in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Heather. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. So if you had to name one secret in SEO, what what might it be? (laughs) Um, I love this question because so many people think that SEO is a bunch of technical tips and tricks and geeky back-end things. But the one thing that Google is looking for to be able to position that page in the top 10 results is really good standout content, content that answers the user's question and gives information that isn't shown on the other results. It's unique and it's your precise slant on what that answer could be. So when companies think about writing good content for their users, yeah, there's things you need to do to be able to help that content position, but that is usually the first step, not thinking about writing it for Google writing it for your actual audience, the people that are spending money with you or reading your content. So that this way, if they Google something that you might actually show up, right? Exactly, which is what we want. We want to show up and then people to click through on that result from the search results page and end up on your site. You know, let me ask you a question, though, because as you start seeing like Google change over the years, Heather, and I know you're familiar with this, but I just want to explain for all of our listeners is that it used to be a time that when you Googled, like, for example, apple pie recipe, right, that you'd see all these various websites that would give you different apple pie recipes. But now when you Google apple pie recipes, you see, like, the actual recipe on the Google search results page. And people don't have to click through to go to the site anymore, right? Exactly. And that's detrimental to traffic. Is there a secret to not doing that? Or how do you get people? I mean, is there some kind of magical phrase you can put up there to say, this is only part of the recipe to hit my website for the whole thing? (laughs) Now, it's really interesting you mentioned that because in the search results world um, and the geeky SEO world, we love those kinds of results often because those are position zero. And sometimes what we find is that there are times that we get better click-through through for those kinds of results because, in a way, Google is saying, hey, this is the true authoritative source for apple pie recipes. So it might not be exactly what somebody wants from a traffic generation standpoint, but it does show that what you're doing is on the right track for Google. And chances are there are other pages on your site that are positioning, maybe not for that position zero, but positioning top 10 and driving traffic to your site. So how do you get the, how do I get like, if I had a tip on like logging down your wireless router, how do I get to be position zero? Uh, That is a combination of a few factors. Uh, What I like to recommend to folks that are looking for that kind of result is to first look at who's positioning now and to start reverse engineering it. In a lot of cases, those types of results are list 
based where you have specific do this, do that, and do the other thing. And it's very clear. It's very conversational. And there's not a lot of fluff. And that answer is towards the top. So when you're writing your content, you can look at see what is positioning in that position zero and see how you can create similar type of content, again, unique and providing your own unique slant and information, but looking at that kind of structure. You can also look at getting links into that page where you are trying to get that position because those links from authoritative sources can help give Google the signal of like, yes, it's not just the odor of the site. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's that's really interesting because you actually bring up another point because so many years I've always heard, Heather, and I'm sure you have like, you know, your the direct result of you getting to the top of the Google search results is how many credible links come back into your, into your site. It does that still play a big part Links are always going to be important for search, but what's interesting is in a conference that happened over the summer, they come up with what the what are the elements involved in what how a site positions, and experts are now saying that the content is more important than the links, which makes sense because you have to have really good content for people to want to link into it and basically recommend it to their users and their readers. Okay, so everything goes back to content now. I know I'm firing. Everything goes back to I know I'm firing a lot of questions at you because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to think of like the six million listeners that we have. Like I want to ask you all their questions, um, and because <laughs> you know, so another another question that pops up on the show from time to time is people will say, you know, I have somebody who's pitching me that they're an SEO expert and they they say that they can guarantee the top of the Google search results, and I was telling me nobody can guarantee that. Is there something that that if if they wanted to outsource this, is there a way to do this? Oh, you can definitely outsource the SEO. A lot of companies do, or they might do a little bit in-house, but outsource the stuff they're not good at. Like some companies don't have anyone available to write the content. Maybe they aren't good at writing themselves. They They don't have the bandwidth. So it's entirely appropriate to outsource that. At the same time, if you're being pitched by an SEO company who's saying that they have proprietary ways of doing things and can guarantee you a top ranking in Google and they have a special relationship with Google, yeah, those are good. all really big red flags. Right. <laughs> that's okay. time to walk away. Okay, just one last question. If sure. there were, aside from content, what's, what's the next important thing? Ooh, aside from content, that would be the links. Okay, so, so um, we're talking content and links. And so if you're trying to get to the top of the Google search results, it goes back to having something that somebody actually wants to read and it's compelling content. And I know if you're sitting there, you're selling archery, whatever it may be, it may be hard, but start thinking about putting a blog there, getting some credible links. We're talking about news links and, and some other credible sources in there. And we'll post a link to Heather's website and her blog, because she's got a lot of great tips on her website about SEO and SEO marketing. All right, let's say you have a, a car that's a little bit older. You love that old car, but you're kind of jealous about the new technology in some of the new cars. You don't want to spend a lot of money on a new car so let's update the old one with the latest technology we've got six technologies that you can get right now to update your car next on commando on demand and yes the leaves are changing colors you know what that means 
it's time for Christmas before you know it. And the good news is that now you can check out all the Christmas movies and specials. Take the Hallmark Channel, which seems to release more Christmas movies than people can actually watch every year. And they just released this past week their 2019 lineup. You have Christmas Wishes, Mistletoe Wishes. It actually drops on the Hallmark Channel on October 26th. And they're releasing 24 holiday movies. We have the full list, including the sequels. And we've got a link to it where you can download the entire schedule. Yes, some Hallmark movies and check them off as you go. And then you've got Netflix. They announced their lineup of holiday content. Kicks off on November 1st with a Netflix original film, Holiday in the Wild. And you remember The Christmas Prince? Yes, the third movie we all love. It's going to be out December 5th. It's called Christmas Prince the royal baby we've got that netflix christmas list on our site as well can't get enough of kim's tips tricks and tech news watch season three of the kim commando show on bloomberg tv saturdays at 3 p.m eastern or catch the latest episode at commando.com slash tv Here at Commando On Demand, we want to make sure you're in the know and have the very latest in technology in wherever you go. And right now, if you've got an older car and don't want to spend the incredible amount of money to update that car for a new car, you see that Tesla or you see that nice car driving by and you think, I'm going to drive this old beater till the engine falls out. Then I'm going to duct tape it back in and drive it for a few more miles. Well, I am with you. But you're missing out on some cool stuff. Not anymore. We've got six useful gadgets to modernize your older car. So much cool stuff found on the new models. No wonder those of us with old cars feel left out. Fortunately, a thriving ecosystem of car accessories has emerged to fill in the gaps. So we're going to go over six useful gadgets, modernize your older car, and have that duct tape on standby. All right, if you love any of these products, and I know you will, I'm going to tell you in just a few moments where you can find all of them. All right, first, you can play your own music through the radio. Modern cars are able to play music from your phone thanks to technology like Bluetooth. But if you don't have a Bluetooth antenna in your dashboard, you can listen to the radio or maybe CDs and cassettes. But you don't need to upgrade your car just to connect with your phone. The Anchor ROAV smart charge adapter has a Bluetooth connection of its own that pairs with your phone. It can broadcast your device's audio via FM radio signals. Just tune in and you'll be singing along in no time. It can also charge your phone with its built-in USB port. Number two on our list to upgrade your car without spending a lot of money, put Alexa in the passenger seat. If playing your phone's audio isn't enough, why not upgrade to a smart car? Not those tiny two-seaters. We're talking about a car with Alexa in the passenger seat or on the dash. Amazon's Alexa Auto is designed to bring the benefits of Alexa to your car in as small a package as possible. It connects to your car via auxiliary cable and has the full range of Alexa skills and options you can't get from the in-home units. Number three on our list, now that you've outfitted your car with smart technology and charging ports, you're probably wondering where you should store your phone. Uh, With navigation and voice control front and center, you'll want to take your phone out of the cup holder and then put it to good use. That's where an adhesive dash and windshield mount from IOTI comes in. It 
holds your phone securely during drives and can be placed on either your windshield or dashboard so your phone is right within your field of vision. And if the dashboard and windshield aren't your speed, you can also choose to mount your phone right in the center console with a sturdy CD slot mount from IOTI. All right, if you've got a cassette player, for the best quality sound from your device, you'll want a direct connection like an auxiliary cable. But not every car features a slot or adapter for your device. The cassette adapter from Insignia does away with the need for an auxiliary adapter and uses your car's cassette player to stream audio directly from your mobile device with crystal clear sound quality. Again, I'm going to tell you where you can get all these devices in just a few moments. And number six on our list, if you want to get all your devices in on the action, your car's battery can power a lot more than you think. That's what the Invert 100-watt power inverter from Skosh is able to power multiple devices like your laptop, mobile phone, and tablet all at once. With this adapter, you don't have to worry about bringing extra plugs or power generators. It's pretty useful. Okay. I told you I'd let you know where you can get all these gadgets. Oh, we've got an article for you at commander.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O dot com. In the upper right, there's a search engine. And then just type in six useful gadgets to modernize your older car. It's going to be right there for you. And you can learn a little bit more about these technologies as well. And just ahead, the first fully wireless implantable device of its kind. We talked to Jason Esterhusen. He's a patient that is wearing this device, and it's changed his life. He was blind, and now he can at least partially see. We're going to talk to the doctor that developed this technology as well. Next on Commando On Demand. It's called the Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive, where they say that they want to get a copy of every single thing on the Internet. As a matter of fact, you can go to the Internet Archive, and you can look at commando.com. From the mid-90s, yes, that I did have big hair then. And if you're feeling nostalgic about video games from two or three decades ago, listen up. The Internet Archive has just made available a bunch of MS-DOS games available to play. And I mean a lot, 2,500 of them. Games like Microsoft Adventure, Mr. Blobby. Uh, what about Super Munchers? The Challenge Continues. Crusaders of the Dark Savant. Okay, there are 2,500 of them. Not everyone's a home run. But in case you want to uh, remember what the games and you maybe want to show the kids, when we had video games, this is what the games look like. This is all we had. You can go over to commando.com and we've got links to all of them. Worried about your privacy and your Amazon Echo? In Kim's new ebook, How to Use Your Amazon Echo Tips and Tricks, you'll learn how the pros use Alexa and still maintain privacy. Get advice you can trust. Search Kim Commando on your Kindle to get your copy now. Nick Talbot is the director of development at a company called Orion Patents. And one of those patents is a way that blind people can partially see again. We're going to talk to him in a few minutes, but we're going to start with one of their patients. Here's Kim. Uh, imagine if you couldn't see. How would you use your phone? Watch your favorite TV show. See your kids grow up, walk down the street, or make your favorite meal. Now, of course, many people do all this without being able to see, and anyone who has lost their sight to illness or injury can tell you it's tough. It's really tough. When I was a kid, I got hit in my right eye with a stick on the playground, and after a transplant, I still can't see much out of that eye, but I'm very thankful for what I do have. Well, Orion is offering hope and independence with a breakthrough tech device that's restoring visual perception. This is incredible stuff. And joining me today is Jason Esterhusen. 
Jason is the world's second person ever to receive the device. I'm going to talk to him about his experiences using Orion and how his life has changed. Also joining me is Dr. Nick Talbot. He's a senior director at Second Sight, the company that developed Orion. And gentlemen, thanks for being on the show. Jason, let's start with you. Now, as I understand it, this device is actually part of a study. And how did you find out about it? So, Kim, about five years ago, uh, we were watching a show back home in South Africa called Carte Blanche. Second Sight were um, showing a device they have called the Argus, which is geared to people with retinal problems. But in that segment, they spoke about the Orion and that they were working on it and it would potentially be able to bypass your eyes and your optic nerves and go straight to your brain. And I just knew I had to be a part of it. So (laughs) constant emailing and just talking to them. They eventually invited me to Los Angeles to come for a medical screening and here I am. That's pretty amazing. Now, I understand that this was a car accident that caused your blindness? Yes, that's right. I was driving, a guy ran across the street, I swerved, lost control, and um, just the impact of me hitting the wheel and the window and going out the sunroof. I broke my eye sockets, my nose, my jaws, my skulls, Yeah, lost my right eye, the left eye's optic nerve got turned torn off. So yeah, it was pretty serious. So now the device is implanted in your brain. Did that require surgery? Yes. So Kim, um, it was about a four or five hour surgery. What they do is they cut cut open the skin, then remove a small piece of your skull. They slide in the device in between your two brain lobes. Um, it's actually ins- inserted under the dura of the brain, this little pe- the skin that covers the brain. So it lays on top of the visual cortex and they close it all up, close the skin up and that's it. No wires sticking out. So it's amazing. Yeah, That's phenomenal. It really is. Now, mm. what can you see? At the moment, what I see is a bunch of white dots on a black background, similar to looking up at the stars at night. These little dots get activated um, when I see movement or bright lights or there's a button on the um, device that I can press to invert the color so that um, in, when I'm in a bright place, I can see dark objects. So, yeah, I can see movement. If someone was approaching me from the front, like maybe two or three dots would light up. And as I get closer, more and more dots would appear. So it's sort of a depth perception aspect to it. Yeah. Did you have any negative side effects? The one thing happened to me, and I'm the only patient that this has happened to is, when we were doing very early testing to set the parameters of the device to see, you know, how how much voltage or, um, you know, all the stuff that you can pump into the brain, we did um, cross a little bit of a line and um, I had a seizure, but uh, it was at UCLA. I quickly got anti-seizure medication and no side effects. And that's the last time that it's happened. So, yeah. So um, I did a little bit of research about you. I understand that you're like a really big baseball player. How does that work? (laughs) So that only happened um, when we moved to America because baseball isn't really a big thing back home in South Africa. So in February of this year, um, I found a blind baseball team in South Pasadena called the SGV Panthers. Um, They're the only blind baseball team in Southern California. And I joined them and if 
eventually ended up going to the World Series. Oh, gosh. Baseball. So, yeah, apparently I am a talented baseball player. It's all pretty exciting technology. And thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. So, Dr. Talbot, thanks for joining us here on the show. We just heard from Jason. So how did you come up with this idea for this amazing device? I think it stemmed originally from the understanding that there's this large section of the population of blind people that are completely blind, for which there's no, um, there aren't really many therapies. There aren't many ways for them to um, be assisted. Now, the FDA says that you're breakthrough technology. What does that mean? So the FDA has this great new program called the Breakthrough Technology Program. It's for devices that uh, are serving an underserved population or, or a population for which there are no approved therapies yet. Um, the FDA works very closely with us so we can get early feedback on our design and our testing to make sure the device meets all regulations, make sure it's safe and effective so that when we do apply for FDA approval, it will get approved quickly. How do you find the candidates? It's very hard to, to find these patients. So what we have to do is resort to um, radio ads and word of mouth. Uh, and, and we go to uh, conferences um, by blind organizations. So, uh, yeah, it's very challenging. So is there a particular person that you're looking for? Yes. So we're looking for people who had sight at one time but lost their vision through um, basically anything other than uh, some sort of brain damage. So a person needs to have uh, an intact visual cortex. We're really wanting to help people who are completely, completely blind. How are, how are you making all these connections possible? The device is customized to every patient. When we present the patient with a stimulus on one of those electrodes, it might appear anywhere in their field of view, in about a 40-degree field of view. So we have to map every pixel, figure out where the patient sees each pixel. And then we use that map in the processor to translate what's captured by the camera into the right stimulation pulses on their implant. What do you see next for Second Sight? Well, yeah, it's really exciting. The future is really exciting. In the near future, what we're working on are things like infrared vision. So people will be able to see in the infrared wavelength and it'll be, you know, something they can switch into so that when they want to see exactly where people are in a room or find their hot cup of coffee, I think that's really going to provide a lot of utility. And then there are things like binocular vision. So instead of having one camera here, we could have two cameras and that'll give depth cues, depth information to the processor so that we can filter out things that are far away. Well, it's amazing technology, and I definitely want you to keep us posted on all your developments, Dr. Talbot. Sure, sure. Really, yeah. really great stuff. Hey, thank you both so much for joining me and for sharing one of the many ways that technology is having, look at that, such a positive impact on our lives. With imagination and innovation, there's really no limit to what we can accomplish. Hey, it's all about technology here at Commando On Demand, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. You'll get these podcasts uploaded to your device twice a week every week and we appreciate that every week we give you a question about the history of technology you have to promise that you won't google the answer or ask alexa siri or cortana you want to try to do this yourself hope you wrote down an answer or remembered what you guessed the cold war has become a thing of the past but it doesn't mean the 
threat of nuclear bombs is completely gone. The U.S. and Soviet Union have over 3,000 active nukes at the ready. With this ever-present threat, surely the tech used to maintain and manage those tools have kept up to date with modern times, right? Well, maybe not. What technology is used in most nuclear missile launching silos here in the United States to target and launch weapons? Is it a CD-ROM? Is it B, Windows 2000? C, floppy disk? Or D, digital databases? Well, the answer is C, floppy disks. This might be surprising, but sadly true. The most powerful weapons in the world still run on tech you can't even play Oregon Trail on. Seems the military is finally going to get that tech up to speed starting in 2020. Of course, we're going to keep you updated here on Commando On Demand. And thank you so much for listening. Here now is Kim with some final thoughts. All right, full disclosure, I do not trust Mark Zuckerberg, and you won't either. When you hear his next plan, having solved none of Facebook's many problems with privacy, child porn, terrorists, and rape is just running wild on the platform, the man from Menlo Park is considering a new idea. According to the newspaper Observer, he's now investing big in brain-computer interfacing, perhaps high-tech glasses that shine light right into your eyes and measure blood flow in certain areas of your brain, then transfer that data to a Facebook computer. He says a person could perform many sci-fi-sounding tasks, for example, clicking a button, scrolling through a menu, typing text all without using their hands. And he's right, it does sound sci-fi. But on the other hand, knowing Facebook's past behavior, anyone who remotely thinks that this is a good idea should perhaps have their head examined. Keep your digital know-how going. Find your local radio station that broadcasts my show, along with more DIY how-tos, tips, videos, free news alerts delivered from me to your email address, along with the Commando community, where you can blog and ask your tech questions on our website. That's commando.com, and I'll see you right here next week.